comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe. Hello. Out now is a film podcast as Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games and other fun stuff. This is episode 93. 93. And uh, today we're talking about Jack the Giant Slayer, the new adventure fantasy film from director Brian Singer. And joining us to discuss Jack the Giant Slayer, we have writer for the upcoming blog, My Loud Noises, the man with magic lettuce wraps, Alan Aguilera. Oh, hello. <clears throat> we have writer for, <clears throat> excuse me, we have writer for Damn Dirty Blog, the majestic but silent Jordan Grout. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, he's really silent today. Yeah. And... Also joining us, we have from Legion of Dudes, the Walking Dead TV podcast, and the Nothing's On podcast, the two-headed Mr. Jim Dietz. Thank you, and my other head is indeed Rosie Greer, so that would make me the Ray Land. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how are you guys doing today? I'm fine. Good. Just swell. Okay, good. I don't, you know. I don't know if you noticed, but Jordan answered first. I heard that, yeah. He's, yeah. he's really quiet today. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's get to some announcements here. Um, let's see, 100th episode coming up. Oof, yeah. It's coming up soon. Coming up soon. Yeah. Um, uh, how about that contest? Okay, I'll just go right into that. We have, we, uh, we haven't done a contest in a while. We, we, uh, decided let's do a contest. We like giving away stuff on the podcast because we like our listeners. They're just, they're good people. They are. They are. Is that a question mark? No, that, that wasn't a question mark. That oh, was okay. a period. Right. <laughs> they are. They are. A okay, good. I, I think so. I like our listeners. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I have a, uh, brand new copy of Skyfall on Blu-ray, actually, which comes Unopened? With unopened. Unopened copy of Skyfall with a Blu-ray copy, with a DVD and digital copy, all of those things. And, uh, it's packed with stuff. I've checked out my copy of Skyfall. It's got a lot of good stuff on there. And I figured, why not give this away to one of our listeners? And so I have two things that people can write in with. And, um, Abe and I will just kind of choose a winner from there. And here are two things that you can write into outnowpodcast at gmail.com and try to enter into our Skyfall contest. I have, what was our first episode that you listened to? And did oh. you and did you like that movie? Mm-hmm. And out of curiosity, what was the first episode that you, the listener, listened to? So, uh, yeah, just write in outnowpodcast at gmail.com. What was, the, what was our first episode? And did you like that movie? And what was the episode that you first listened to? Which is very uh, apt because we're in March now, and 
this is going to be like two years that we're going to be on, isn't it? That's actually in my notes, Abe. We're coming up on the huh. two-year anniversary of our show. So, Oh. A toast. Okay. <laughs> we're not actually hey. on it yet, so we'll get there. Yeah. Are our, our, um, our podcast guests available to study <laughs> contests? That's a good question, Alan. And the answer, of course, is no. But <laughs> I, I'm happy you asked this. And a grateful nation thanks you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, write it down at podcast at gmail.com and we will, uh, maybe, maybe we'll be the first person that emails it. Maybe it'll be just the one that we really like. Who knows? <laughs> but there will be a winner to this contest. I think there are several other contests that are still up in the air, actually, by the way, too. Are there? I think we closed out the Thor commentary. Oh, we contest. closed out the Thor contest. That's for sure. I know that one for a fact. But, um, you never know. There could be some other contests people could be just now writing in about. Just saying. Um, okay, I asked a question the other day on the old Facebook podcast page about what uh, what are people's favorite kind of fantasy adventure films, just in general. We had one write in. We had one write in from Izzy. Oh, cool. Yeah, he wrote in. Uh, he wrote in three. He has Labyrinth with David Bowie, the Star Wars trilogy, and another one. See if you can identify uh, identify this theme. What, he liked Ted? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Flash Gordon was his, his other one. Maybe he wrote Flash ah, Gordon in there, so that's going to be happening. Um, uh, let's see, what else? What else do I have in here? Uh, last week we did our Oscar uh, Oscar uh, nomination and awards show with two for the two-parter, and I just wanted to shout out Robert James again and his book, Who Won, which is about the Oscars, because that, uh, that was a fun Oh, uh, I was like, he won? <laughs> <laughs> his, his book titled "Who Won," yeah, right, <laughs> which covers the Oscars, and that's a that was a fun episode that Abe and I got to interview Robert about. So yeah, that's right. Uh, point that one out. And uh, let's see, last thing, um, or two more things. Uh, new commentaries are coming soon. There are a couple upcoming movies that have previous iterations of them in some form, and we figured we're going to do commentaries for those. So we'll just leave it somewhat ambiguous right now in regards to that, and just say we have new commentaries coming soon. Um, and okay, last thing, iTunes reviews and ratings. It is great to get iTunes reviews and ratings. It helps out our, our self-esteem, Abe's especially, and, <laughs> and the show in general. And even if you don't write in on iTunes, tell a friend. That's, you know, yes. that's, that's a, that's a great, that's, that's our quote. Tell a friend about Alan Al, Aaron and Abe, featuring Alan Aguilar occasionally. And people love Alan. I mean. Do they? They do. Oh my gosh. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. Sure, w- sure. One of those people's last name is Aguilera, but I mean, people love Alan Aguilera. <laughs> but from what I'm told, on the show, I have a large family, and sometimes I don't know them. I know, right? Or they just had the last name. I don't know. They, yeah, you got cousins. My brother says hi, by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on to know everybody. Where each week we try to ask each other a few questions to kind of set the tone for the podcast and better get to know everybody. So, with that said, I'm going to start this one off. Alan Aguilera. Yes. What is your What's your medieval weapon of choice? Oh. I was either going to go with a mace because I just think I'd be cool. There's no way you can't look cool with mace. Or probably gonorrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a bottle of the plague. Hmm. The testicle plague. There you It'll go. <laughs> All right. Good job. Interesting. That's, All right. That's actually the correct answer. So. Oh, congratulations! I win. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Can we get Skyfall now. 
<laughs> Abe. Yes. With the recent iteration of Jack the Giant Killer, or Slayer, and Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which classic Grimm's fairy tale do you think Hollywood's going to redo and destroy? Go. Mm-hmm. No. As opposed to those two examples of win that you just listed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both of them has crossbows. You can't go wrong with crossbows. That's true. Can you? Nope. That's that's a fact, actually. You cannot go wrong with crossbows. It's actually written on most crossbows. It's, oh, oh, that's their pledge? It's a that's... crest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for Walking Dead. See? There you go. I'm going to go with uh, all of them because Hollywood is awesome like that. Um, but... Oh. <laughs> no, please go ahead. All of them? <laughs> they're going to remake all of them and they're all going to be terrible. I think the correct answer was Little Miss Muppet. Little Miss mm-hmm. Muppet. She's just going to get killed by a giant spider in her keb or in her Shelob? <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Is that from the Lord of the Rings? That's the only giant spider named Shelob I know. Yeah. I was like Shelob, 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 I don't know. I only like Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte's Web. But she has this very sad way to go. <laughs> and then all her kids leave Wilbur. Were you trying to, like, skirt the spoilers for Charlotte's Web just now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not the spoiler guy on this podcast, Aaron. <laughs> um, you are, actually, the spoiler guy on this podcast. <laughs> I spoil okay. stuff. Yeah, you do, too. I don't really care. I swear a lot, too. Yeah. Abe, you're up. <laughs> All right. Jim, have you seen the trailers for uh, Jack and Giant Slayer? Yes. Okay. So. Wow, that was such an easy question. Thanks. <laughs> hey, moving on. <laughs> I got off easy on that. <laughs> Better hair. Ewan McGregor in Jack the Giant Slayer or Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln? I just saw Lincoln not too long ago. I have to go with the Lincoln hair. It's just like it's. It should have gotten an award of its own, really. That is like ultimate bed hair. Yes, bedheaded from the eighteen from the nineteenth century. So. Yeah, it wasn't nominated for makeup and hairstyle, which kind of surprised me because I was, you know, I was saying that was like that overtook True Grit as the best beard and mustache movie that I, <laughs> that I have seen in quite a while. That is true. Yes, I am still talking about uh, Jack the Giant. So, no, I'm not. I'm talking about Lincoln. Yes, both with good hair. <laughs> On Ewan McGregor. Can we all can we do a Ewan McGregor impression? Do we all have one of of, I, of, I of him know. of him and Jack the Giant Slayer? Is it just ah? No, no, it's it's not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> okay. Am I dead? Not just yet. Not just yet. I, it's just really irritating. <laughs> it's funny to listen to Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Aaron. Yes. Worst, uh, worst 80s fantasy film, Crawl or Willow? Oh, I like Willow. No, no, it's Crawl. Crawl's, Crawl's not a good movie. <laughs> it is so accurate. None of them are bad. Willow. <laughs> that, that, Willow is a, that, we'll get to Willow later. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like some of us might have thought of Willow for, <laughs> for yeah. segment Jim, of the show. Jim, as if you watch the movie. I'm out again! Um, Jim, back at you. Having not seen Jack the Giant Slayer, would you would you like to have known that there is a mechanical owl in that movie? 
Oh no, are you calling back to our Clash of the Titans? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, oh man. Yes. Would you, if, if, if you, if you knew there was a mechanical owl in Jack the Giant Slayer, would you be more or less intrigued to see the movie? I, I would react with the equal amount of eye roll and just general nausea and fatigue. So, <laughs> so that's a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> Abe. Yeah. Favorite Brian Singer movie? Uh, did he do? I can list them for you. Usual Suspects. Ap- yes, that, oh, X- that one. X Men, X Two, Superman Returns, Valkyrie. I, I do like X Two, uh, but uh, Usual Suspects. I remember watching that like when it came out on VHS, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best movie ever!" And I was like twelve or something. So. I, I enjoy that movie too quite a bit. Yeah, it's, it's really it's good. really watchable. Like I always love watching that movie like a lot. Like yeah, it's whenever terrible. it's on TNT or something like that. Yeah. I always. Watch it. Like it was on AMC yeah, so. the other day. I just kind of like turn it. I was like, oh, I'll watch this for a while. It's like it's just really yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> I just remember thinking he just fooled everybody, and I'm not talking about uh, Stephen talking... Baldwin. Yeah, exactly him. <laughs> All right, uh, Alan. So, well, this is gonna be the first podcast with spoilers for uh, the Usual Suspects and Charlotte's Web. All skirted <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> Take that, Stephen Baldwin. Good one. Way to attack a born again Christian. <laughs> I should have just gone with the Billy. I don't know where's he been. But uh, he's, Alan, he's writing the script for Backdraft too. Yes. <laughs> Still better actor for Jack the Giant Slayer. About a boy Nicholas Holt or current age Nicholas Holt. Sub question: Does he still wear a hoodie if he's out? If he's about a boy, Nicholas Holt. Yes. Okay. And, well, he wore a hoodie in this one too. I'm saying no. I'm saying if if he's like if he's the same age as he wasn't about a boy, but in this movie, is he still wearing a hoodie? That's what I'm asking. Oh, I want to. I would say yes. I'm gonna vote for about a boy because I kind of want to see Hugh Grant somewhere in this film oh. too. Not just <laughs> yet. Oh wait, that's my Hugh Grant impression. Also, <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> as he's talking to Divine. <laughs> It's a multi-purpose impression. <laughs> You're about. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Yeah. Why do you think Brian Singer gave up? <laughs> That's not fair. Uh... <laughs> well, okay, fine. At what point do you? At what point in this filmography do you think Brian Singer said, "Eh"? I, I, we can get to this when we talk about the movie, but I, I'd certainly say that yes, I have been disappointed in the past few Brian Singer films, but. I feel I do feel like he tries. I don't feel like he doesn't have a passion for the movies that he's doing. I just feel like Yubi Bull tries. That means nothing. <laughs> no, but I don't. But I'm saying. I, well, I don't think he's he does try, and I don't think Yubi Bull gives up either. I think he's just a terrible filmmaker. I don't think Brian Singer's a terrible filmmaker. I think he's just been saddled with some unfortunate projects that he does care about, but just hasn't been able to pull off as effectively as he can. Although Valkyrie's all right, but Superman Returns is like, oh man. And in this movie we'll get to, but uh, I don't know. Maybe X2 just really exhausted him. I've heard things about him being. It was a good berserker rage scene. I've heard him being like he's been like like really angry on the set of that movie. So maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if X Men Days of Future's Past. I guess. Hmm. All right, that that wraps it up for everybody. Let's move on to out now quickies. DM. Out now quickies. Every week there's a lot of movies that come out and we don't get to review all of them, so we figure we have a segment that's devoted to reviewing movies more quickly. I don't know who he's... <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Abe, you have any quickies? Uh, yeah, watch Archer Season 4. 
Nice. Okay. I agree with that. That's a good one. Uh, Jim, you have any, did you see any, have you seen any movies recently? Like, I saw John Dies at the End. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it didn't you know, totally rock my world. Um, something slightly obscure that people might want to check out that's coming out on DVD near the end of the month is a British television show called Utopia. I'll only describe it as if uh, Quentin Tarantino did uh, episodic television based on a conspiracy theory. Utopia. Yeah, it's, it was from Channel 4. It'll be available on Blu-ray and DVD by the end of March. Okay. Very good stuff. Uh, Stephen Ray, uh, James Fox. Uh, really, really good cast, well written, really, really great. Great, cool. And way to way to go with our our quickie steam of of saying that really quickly. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, Alan, any uh, any other movies you seen recently? Not movies. I rewatched Game of Thrones season two like in two days. Oh, boom! I'm, I'm doing that in right two now. Two days. <laughs> I'm doing that right I, now myself. Yeah, I crushed it. Nice. Okay. Um, I have a few. I um, let's see. I saw a movie called Stoker the other week, which I mentioned last week's show, and that's quite good. Uh, Park new Park Chan Wook, uh, the uh, English film debut of Park Chan Wook, who uh, did like the films uh, the the Vengeance trilogy in Korea, o- Old Boy, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady Vengeance. This is his American debut. Quite good. I really enjoyed that movie. Very Hitchcockian, I would say. Um, let's see. I said, and I also seen. Would you say Hitchcockian? Nope, I wouldn't. <laughs> would you say Hitchcockian? I might say that. I don't know why. No. <laughs> um, I've also seen Twenty One and Over. Don't see 21 and over. <laughs> uh, but it stars Jeff Chang. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Jeff. Sorry. I, I saw 21 and over featuring Jeff Chang. Yeah. Um, I guess see it if you. Friend of the film festival, Jeff Chang. See, okay, cool. Because I was going to be like, he's not friend of the show. <laughs> see, see it if you appreciate really raunchy humor that's mean-spirited and slightly homophobic. I guess uh-huh. that'd be the, the way to go on that one. Thank you. Question for you. One so Jordan would love it. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, yeah, Jordan what else do you see? Jordan, go. Okay, that was good. Jordan. <laughs> you gotta speak into the mic, though, buddy. Come on. Yeah, Jordan, go. come on. Aaron, do they call him Jeff Chang throughout the whole entire movie? Yeah, you could... You, if you played a drinking game to Jeff... How many times they said Jeff Chang, you'd be drunk in, like, five minutes. Okay. But yeah, no, it's 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 the, you know that movie. It's not. It's really terrible, and it's the worst kind of. It's the kind of humor. It's just like mean spirited and like like purposely like hey, if we swear, it's funny, opposed to like applying it to something that makes any sort of sense. It's just bad. It's just badly written. So you're saying watch Super Bad instead? Watch Super Bad. Watch Watch American Pie. Any of those? I mean, they're watch Ted. Like it's not it's not oh, yeah. spirited. Like, Everyone needs a best friend. Or, or what the hell? Uh, 20, uh, Twenty-one Jump Street, the other good Twenty-one. Movie. That one is good. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's out now, quickies. GM. Let's move on to trailer talk. Um, each week, we try to discuss some of the newest movie trailers and what we thought and when they're coming out and what have you. And we got two two new ones coming out soon, ish, kind of. <laughs> Not really. When you think about it, I guess when you look at these release dates. No, nowhere near. Oh, close. not at all. I take that back. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Cloudy for Chance of Meatballs too. This is the sequel to a movie with the same exact title minus that too, and um, it features the voices of Bill Hader, Anna Faris, Andy Samberg, lots of other people. I am a big fan of Cloudy for Chance of Meatballs. I think it's one of my favorite animated films and one of my favorite comedies of the past few years. So the idea of having a sequel to it kind of excites me and makes me somewhat distressed just because I really hope they've captured that same sort of magic. I know, actually, speaking of 21 Jump Street, this the, that first film was from the writers and directors of 21 Jump Street. And they adapted the book Cloudy for Chance of Meatballs, but they made it their own. 
And this one does not have them in but there. I think they're involved only at like a producer capacity or maybe maybe mm-hmm. somewhat I think writing on like a character level, but not like for the actual script. But from the trailer, I think it kind of captures a lot of the same sensibilities, so I'm kind of excited for it. But uh Alan, your thoughts? There's a leak in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't I uh food puns. That's all you need yes. for me. I'm that, there. That kills me. Oh my god. I could and then Terry Crews is doing Mr. T's voice this time, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. I'm a little curious why Mr. T, what Mr. T was doing that he couldn't do Claudia Pachan's meatballs voiceover, but <laughs> I think he asked for too much money. I guess so. And Terry Crews is like, I don't care, I do stuff. Um <laughs> I like Terry Crews better. Uh, I'm just really excited, and I really want to watch it, and I can't wait for it to be September. Uh, Jim? I really thought the first one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Um, so I'm I'm on board for the sequel, even though, I mean, again, it, like you were saying, Aaron, it's, it gives me a little trepidatious feelings when it's not the same you know, creative team as, as the first. So we'll see. I, I'll ch- definitely check it out, though. Abe? Basically, I can the same sentiments of Jim, and I also just want to add that uh, there's, like, this awesome, like, green onion dinosaur uh, that's eating out of a pond, and then it lifts its head up. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's on the right-hand side of your screen when you're watching the trailer when they first get back out of the island. It's awesome. I love how I was, impressed like, Abe was with this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, it, I, again, it, it was one of the more creative movies that I saw, and I was like, oh, this is from Sony. This is weird. Um but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, but again, uh, I hope that it's uh, you know, I hope they just have a good time with it. They don't just throw in a bunch of like really bad kids jokes. From like from just the look of oh, it. No, oh no, no, no. Uh, Go out. Sorry. I was just like, of course, you know, it's gonna be really serious. I mean, that's what they call the taco dial in the middle of it. <laughs> taco, <laughs> taco, di- taco dial supreme. Supreme. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I. I, I like that it's it doesn't seem like it's just like the same movie again, but bigger and better. Like it seems like they kind of went with a a story that kind of mixes up things. So I, I'm really I, I am looking forward to this quite a bit. Even yeah, it's, I I really love that first movie though. That movie is just constantly entertaining to me. Uh, Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs two arrives in theaters September 27th. Uh, so yeah, got a got a got a little bit of time, a little bit of time on that one. But uh, moving on, we have the next trailer, Epic. And uh, this is the – is this even an adaptation or anything, or is this just like an original film? I think it's just it's an original. I think it's an original film. And basically it involves a story of a regular-sized human girl being shrunk down to the size of little tiny, tiny people, as seen in something like Secret World of Arietti or, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Fergoli, I guess. And she joins this group of warriors that are fighting against – what are they fighting against? Bugs or something? I don't know. <laughs> the Zerg. The Zerg. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the mini Covenant. And uh, yeah, I'll just jump into it. Hey, what do you think of the epic trailer? Uh, it seems like it's going to be very serious with like some themes for adults because of the music and the way that everything's set up. But yeah, it reminds me a lot of basically just Fern Gully um, in computer animation form. Nothing's more serious than Aziz Ansari as a slug. Alan? Um, I was kind of into it, and then Aziz started talking, and then I lost interest. You were into it when it was more serious than... I don't... Um, uh, Aziz just irritates me in general, so... But he loves I food. Don't... You have a lot in common with Aziz. He, I eat food. He takes pictures of food. <laughs> that was a Parks and Rec joke. I, um, I... Okay, good. 
No, um, I don't know. I just, I, it, it's Fringelli without Robin Williams or Tone Loke. So there's or very little for me. Tone Loke. <laughs> Which would be the greater, uh, greater absence there, Tone Loke or Robin Williams during yeah. his cocaine days, you know? Only one can do the wild thing, so I, I'd say Tone yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I have no interest in it. Jim, that's. Jim. I, I agree with uh, with uh, what Alan and Abe both said. It reminded me very much of the plot of Ferngully uh, from back in the day. But uh, the the cast is more interesting to me than anything else in here. You got Jason Sudeikis, Amanda Seyfried, and Beyonce, uh, and and Christoph Waltz. I mean, it, it could be cool. Um, I, I'm a big fan of animation anyway, so I'll probably check it out. I'd like that unless uh, you know, there are a lot of reviews that tell me otherwise. I'd like to hope that the the saving grace of the movie is Christoph Waltz as the villainous whatever he is in this movie. That if like if that's the thing that turns me over, like if he's like he's, if he's like Kevin Spacey in A Bug's Life, ing it for me, then I'd, I'd be fine with it. I made that into a to a verse. Hopper, <laughs> let's ride. Um, not just yet. Um, okay, so Epic comes out uh, May twenty fourth. I believe that's Memorial Day weekend, along with Fast Six and um, Hangover Part 3, making it the most epic Embro weekend of all time. Hmm. So, Wait, Fast Five and Hangover 3 come out the same day? Fast Six and Hangover 3 come I'm sorry. out the same day, yes. Oh. I know, I know, Alan, I know. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a crazy bro weekend. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> right, bro? I mean, I know what I'm watching first, but... This is the strangest conversation. Right, bro? (laughs) It's just like a hangover three and fast six. I just, I can just see that crowd. And I'll see both these movies, but I like, I just, it's like such a big stereotype of that crowd that's going to see those movies. Uh, Right, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he agrees. Okay. Uh, Moving on, let's get to our movie review. Let's get to the review for Jack the Giant Slayer. Am I dead? Not just yet. The legends are true. Elmont, assemble a team of your best men. Yes, sir. Bring back my daughter. Your Majesty, I want to volunteer. What do you suppose is up there? I never supposed I simply prepare for everything. Have returned. They're uglier than I remember. Our mission is to find and return the princess. Tomorrow, you shall return below with me as your new king. Are you mad? I'm talking to giants at the moment. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Jack the Giant Slayer. This is the new film from Brian Singer, director, and um, it stars Nicholas Holt. Ewan McGregor, Stanley Tucci, Bill Nye, a number of people in here. Ellen, what is her name? Eleanor Tomlinson, I believe is the name of the, the yes. female. I, I nailed that one. I didn't even have it in front of me. <laughs> I nailed that one, I mean saying her name. And exactly. <laughs> it's like they want to get everyone confused. For those still listening, the movie is um, about, it's a kind of a twist on the Jack, then the Beanstalk story. Jack is a young farm boy. He trades his horse in for some magic beans. Just like Magua, you shouldn't get those beans wet, but it does anyway, which makes those beans grow into a giant beanstalk that leaps into the air and goes into the land of giants. Uh, the princess of the kingdom Jack lives in is kind of swept up in all this and manages to get herself into the giant's homeland place starring Claire Danes. And um, 
Jack and a, a team of the King's best men, including Ewan McGregor, Stanley Tucci, and a number of others, all head up the Beanstalk to try and save the princess. But some of those people may have more malicious intents for giants and beanstalks and what have you. And anyway, lots of heroic activities ensue. Alan Aguilera, what did you think of Jack the Giant Slayer? Oh, God. Um, wasn't good. Like, okay, I, was, I either was going to have two things when I went to go see this movie, because I didn't want to see it. Aaron, I think we had the conversation earlier. Hey, Alan, you want to be on the podcast for Jack the Giant Slayer? And I said, I wasn't planning on watching it. Notice how, sure. notice how the text was, Alan, would you like to see Jack the Giant Slayer and be on the podcast? <laughs> Not, Alan, go see this movie and be on the podcast. So you had Okay, I was trying to... I was, I, I could pull it up and screen capture it if you want. Um, I was just trying to make it seem like you were nicer about it. I was so, saying I was being nice about it. You're like accusing me choice of, of forcing you to see this movie. <laughs> no, you are forcing me because you're like, Alan, do you want to see this movie or do you not want attention? It's kind of <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand. In that regard, you are correct. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. So it's either going to be utterly terrible, just bad, like not fun, bad, like Battleship, not fun, or just surprisingly fun. Because I didn't think it was going to be good at all. And I was right. Um, it's somewhere in the middle. Like, there are parts of the film where I'm just like, what is going on? And the other parts of the film are like, oh, that's, 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 that's fine. Um, everything looked cheap. I just, I, I kept calling it a Jack to Joanne Fabric Slayer. Because mm-hmm. they just made everything like at the Walmart section of the fabric store. Like, um, Ian McShane's robe just looked terrible. Oh, looked like costume jewelry. I had a better robe in high school for drama. It was just, there's just nothing. I don't know. I don't understand why this movie was made. I don't understand how he spent $200 million and it looks like this. The budget was $200 million? $190 million. Yeah, that's being quite expensive. Yeah, yeah. And I think that Ian McGregor was like, you thought, you thought my prequel movies were bad. I'll show you. Not just yet. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I didn't know there were supercuts in the Middle Ages. Is that weird? And uh, it's just, okay, yeah, I didn't like it. But I want to make fun of it a lot, so you guys can just go. Okay. Oh, also, Ian McShane has this full, like, gold armor. Yep. He kept reminding me of Goldar from Power Rangers. <laughs> Watch my, make my monster grow. <laughs> uh, the, the beanstalks and the big giants. Just, yeah, that's what I kept reminded of. Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> uh, I want to hear what Jordan. Oh, no. I I want to hear what Jordan has to say, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna say uh, I know Jim Deeds has not seen the movie, but you know Jim, feel free to you know add on any thoughts that you might have if you feel like it. Uh, I don't know. In the trailer, it looked like the giants weren't all at the right scale, but that was just in the trailer. I mean, yeah, there's some weird there's some weird continuity with that too. Um, so, hmm. Abe, your thoughts? Uh, I'd like to first start off with uh, saying. Coming up next, an ABC Family original movie, Jack the Giant Slayer. That's what this should have been. It should have just been a made-for-TV movie, uh, primarily because it really doesn't have uh, anything in it that would make you want to pay 9 to $12 for it. Um, and I'm not going to be as critical as Alan. I didn't think that it was very good for adults, but this is a great movie for the 8 to 12-year-old range, and they just marketed it in completely, uh, like, wrong Um or completely wrong, I should say. Because it's it's one of those tales where kids would really be into this. I mean, minus a few CG uh, giant, uh, you know, 
offings in the movie, it's really just an ABC Family original movie. Um, and it it probably could have just done as well. I don't know what the box office numbers look like. I might be surprised, but uh, it certainly isn't a movie for everybody, and it's really more for people with families. Um, because even as an adult, you're going to get kind of bored by it, uh, and you're going to be considering, or you're going to be probably thinking, what's the tone that they're trying to go for here? Because everything starts out rather slowly, and then there's a, a ramp up toward the end there for no real particular reason, because you, you kind of think that it's over at one particular part of the movie. Um, and there's a lot of references in it that you know I'm sure we'll get to in the uh, callbacks. And they also try to have a lot of pun jokes about you know stocks and all that other stuff. But spill the beans. Really, yeah, spill the beans and everything else uh, that you could probably imagine, um, and even some giant jokes. But it's just it's it's more of like a family movie. But I think they're trying to make it into like this action comedy thing. Um, but it, it would have been better if they had just stuck with like maybe a PG rating and just kept it. You know, hey, this is a great fairy tale story um, that you can take your family to go see with you know kids. Okay, I, you guys put me in a difficult position of trying to defend a movie I didn't really like that much, but there are, I think there are things that are decent about it. But I'll start off, I agree with Abe that the tone is very uneven. I think that the movie does a disservice to itself by playing itself straight. I think, I wish there was more comedy in this movie, and I wish, or I wish it was more in the line of something that doesn't take a fairy tale seriously you have movies like princess bride or shrek or stardust that all work to kind of play a twist on how fairy tales are told and you know have a you know be, satirize them in some way this movie doesn't try that it tries to be very straightforward telling of a fantasy story and that just doesn't really work now in this kind of day and age so it, it's unfortunate that that's what happened here and i would agree that yeah if it was like a pg movie and it concentrated more on having a humorous bent to it i think it could have been more successful but it stands as playing itself too seriously and goes for that pg-13 rating where it's really only pg-13 because of some of the dark implications that happen to giants in this movie yeah. as opposed to being more i mean it's they tr it's called jack the giant slayer but it could be it could have easily stuck with its original title jack the giant killer and kind of you know felt appropriate being called that but because it's just, it's it's kind of dark in that way in terms of what but, happens to certain characters. I don't think it works as a kids movie because those giants are pretty scary. Like, I, there's some, I, yeah, I, I agree. I'm saying that if you edited some of that stuff out, I mean, it could have just easily been a kids movie. That's why I'm saying it's uneven. I think there could have yeah. it could have been there could have been ways to kind of make it one way or the other. Um, it's too bad they went with that tone rather than, I mean, with something like that, you would almost think they would want to go for like, like you say, a Princess Bride type tone or, or Shrek or, or Stardust or whatever, where it doesn't kind of, kind of winks at the genre tropes or whatever. But if they're just gonna, I mean, that's what the, uh, the promotions are kind of selling it as, you know, it's kind of a, a fun romp, you know, fantasy romp. But I mean, the, if it's all played for, you know, played straight and, uh, and, and, you know, tried to give it gravitas or whatever, I just really, I, I just don't see it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I, there are two things I want to commit it. I really like John Ottman's score in this movie. I, I really, I, I, I kept wanting to like this movie more because the score was very adventurous and swashbuckly. It made me like, yeah, all right, I'm in the mood to watch this. Like it started out like high on top. And, uh, I was, I was, I, I kept being like, dis, I kept trying to not be disinterested in the movie because the score kept me going. I also, I'm going to disagree with Alan. I think it does look expensive. I, 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 
I think I think the money is on screen for the most part. I wouldn't say that I loved all the designs of the Giants necessarily, but I do think that the money's there. I I say this because Superman Returns was a movie that bothered me because that movie was like super expensive, but didn't look like it. It, it looked just green and annoying. It was, <laughs> it, 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 and uh, so coming into this, well, go on. What? I'm saying that the um, the costumes look cheap, like. The scene where they're sieging the fortress of the castle, I thought that was pretty cool. But the just like the costumes just look really cheap to me. I see. I, I, that's I'm just I'm, I just I'm just, I don't know. I, I I thought differently. I thought I thought there's a lot of work to be to make this kind of period setting work for the film and stuff. I I thought it was there. I, I know knowing that the movie was like super expensive. Like, well, I'm, I, I'm just looking at it. It's like, well, I guess it's it's all there. I can see it. Man, I could probably see a very similar movie for a lot cheaper but i think that has yeah. more, i think that has more to do with all the production troubles that this movie had as opposed to what's going on in it i guess but uh in terms of the uh the actors uh nicholas holtz i like him I, he, he's fine to me like he, I, he's not like the best hero i've ever seen in a movie like this but i mean i i i, I like where he's i like where he's headed i wouldn't mind seeing him in more leading roles i think he has a kind of he has a kind of personality that's not too it's not too overly earnest, but he still kinda of works in that he that hero role. Hey! Hey! That's no way to treat a lap. Oh. Hey. To be honest, you looked a little too drunk to do that. Now what say we let the good lady go home? And I'll consider forgetting all about this. We're sorry, sir. We we don't want any trouble. Good. Because that's what you're gonna get. Trouble. Yeah. All three of you. A whole lot of trouble. It's something behind me, isn't it? What's your name? Jack? Something wrong with your knees, Jack. The fact that he somehow managed to pull off wearing a hoodie in this movie and warm bodies <laughs> within the same month is impressive to me. In a period film, no less, he managed to pull off wearing a hoodie. But um, Ewan McGregor, he he seemed like he was holding back from that. Like it seemed like he wanted to have fun, but was told not to. Like it seemed like he he wanted yeah. to be there, but he's like, well, not just yet, I, I guess. Uh, and Stanley Tucci was disappointing. I I wanted to like Stanley Tucci in this movie because he's Stanley Tucci and he knows the how Tucci to Meister. the Tucci. He's got the Tucci, but um, I want he he did not have nearly like the kind of the, the enough of the conniving aspect of his character that I've seen him do in other roles and that was kind of that was disappointing to me. Um yeah. a lot of I thought I thought it was weird. Go, go ahead. I like now you're talking about Stanley Tucci, they filled it with a lot of good character actors in this film. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they really did. So, I, I didn't know Ian McShane was in this movie until I watched it. I was like, oh Ian McShane's here, cool. Ewan Bremner's here, it's a train spotting reunion. Alright. Eddie Marston's <laughs> there and it just threw me off. A lot yeah, of wigs a... in this movie. You had Stanley Tucci yeah, and uh, Eddie Marston hair. with both with long flowing wigs. <laughs> I was like yeah. what? I was like, what? This does not suit you at all. <laughs> but uh, two things I wanted to point out. I mean, uh, on the CG stuff, uh, first, I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the worst CG ever because it starts out with, like, these parents telling their children some fairy tales. And I was like, this looks like 1990s, like, computer games, like, kind of CG. Uh, and then they first show the giant, and it's kind of just, like, feet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they didn't have enough money to make the upper half of the giants. <laughs> But uh, I was turned around later when they, when, you know, they have close-ups of the giants, and you actually see a lot of detail work in terms of um, the face and the uh, 
the the skin oh, yeah. tone and all the other stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I can see that that added value. Um, and the other thing is like, you know, my my question earlier in Now Everybody was pointed because I was like, I think that twelve year old Nicholas Holt could have really made this movie just the same thing as it was right now. It would have been like in the in the same vein as like those other movies, like a kid in King Arthur's Court or something like that. Just reference where... a movie that has a zero percent Rotten Tomato meter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that kid, all right. He was uh, wasn't that, he in American Pie? He's yeah. in American Pie and Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Rookie of the Year, that's a better one, sort of. Um, but yeah, so I, I can see some of the the value of the uh, you know the projections there. But I do agree with Alan. I mean, every, everything does look uh, somewhat cheap. Um, I mean, the, the king's uniforms and also uh, the guards that stand around, the ones in white uniforms, those guys looked kind of weird. Um, I think that they kind of did a better job in Snow White and the Huntsman. I can agree, I just, I can, I can agree with that. I can agree yeah. that Snow White and the Huntsman has more memorable visuals, I guess, but I, I, just, I, don't know, I, would, I, I wouldn't call it cheap to me. Yeah. I think the production design in Snow White and the Huntsman had more personality than Kristen Stewart, but Boom. that's a whole other podcast. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. That was the mic drop. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, uh, go, go. Like, with such a big budget, why does he have, like, at one point the king is marching with the king's guard? And one of my friends is like, or my lady was like, why does he have such a small king's guard? It was like three horses. <laughs> it, just, it was like nothing. It was just. I like telling it, it had potential, but it just didn't. Didn't really execute on all the fronts that it needed to. I liked how accessible I mean, I the, the king the... seemed to be. The king was just kind of out there, like hanging out with his people. He seemed like a really cool king. Like if he was, if he and McShane was like my, if he, if 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 he McShane was my king, I'd just be like, oh yeah, he's that guy that just kind of hangs out with his people. Like yeah, I like him. I love, I love king. I love king McShane. He's a living Bernie from uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, um, but there's there's a couple things about it too, which is um, that was my know, bewildered look I was giving into the microphone. Uh, by the way. <laughs> Anyway, he's, uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up because you had brought up a good point of, you know, you and Jim had brought up a good point of, hey, you know, if they wanted to be more, a little bit more goofy and fun and make some jokes about some other things, uh, some other fairytale movies in live action form. I mean, there's a lot of references that I was getting, uh, and I know that they were maybe made unassumingly, which is the princess looks like Merida from Brave. Um, there's like this storyline in Shrek where, uh, there's an older gentleman that she's got to marry, um, and he he's you know short and stout and not that great looking. And I was thinking that oh yeah, this is funny. Uh, they they could really continue with this, but again, um, it doesn't really continue in that fashion. And one of the things that bothered me the most was you know there's all there's there's like a few things where the the king is like hey you know what um, he's talking to his his daughter and he's like. When when my rule is over, I want you to take the crown and I want you to to lead the people because people are going to look up to you. And Jack says the same thing to her. Um, but at the end of the film, there's like this weird thing where it's just like, why didn't she have this kind of control? Uh, why didn't why did you make this person you know? So there's like two storylines in this movie that you're forced to follow because they're they're just like they've been told the same story from the beginning and it it kind of. Uh, I didn't like that so much as like, okay, well, who are we focusing on here? Is it is it you know the princess's story or is it Jack's story? And obviously it's going to be Jack's story because his name is on the poster. But there was just that that added moment at the end where I was just thinking this could have gone a different direction, and I think I would have liked that uh, a little bit better. Other thoughts? 
Yeah, Jordan, you're right. Um, I don't know. I thought that Disney was going to try to... Do you think Disney's going to try to sue for Warner Brothers remaking Fun and Fancy Free? <laughs> How long were you thinking of that one? That's, that's funny. Um, for like, for like 30 seconds. Yeah. That's good. The, um, I noticed there was a choice to use digital photography in this movie, which I think Brian Singer's been a fan of for a long time now. Um, did that... Uh, it, who saw this in 3D, by the way, I guess? That's another question. I did in 3D. Alan? Um, 2D. I was going to pay extra. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it in, two, in 3D either. I did notice that the... Wow, Jordan, you saw it in 4D? How is that even possible? <laughs> and everything... I did notice, like, that there there were conscious attempts to, like, utilize the 3D format. Like, I could see, like, moments where you're like, oh, that that looks like a 3D shot. Like, that's something that would have popped out at you. Wow. But like I, in the throat. Yeah. Like... But, um, yeah, the digital photography in this film, it, it gave it a interesting visual aesthetic to me. Like, it kind of... Because you have, you know, large, it's, it's a fan, it's a period fantasy, period film with this kind of, something like, uh, was it, like, a is reaching public enemies from Michael Mann. It's, it's, it has this kind of more modern look to it, even though it's set in a, in a, you know, a, a very specific period setting. And I don't know, I think it, the the use of like because you have all these weird giants running around and it, it was <laughs> it's weird it's, I don't even know how to describe it it's just interesting to look at given how it's not you know a traditional film it's it's digital and it mm. it's weirdest thing to describe I don't know I can't I can't go anywhere <laughs> with this <laughs> uh, but I do I do want to bring up uh, I want to circle back to uh, Jim's question about the uh, you know the ratios. So I don't know how tall the giants are supposed to be, but there are some moments where they're eating pigs in a blanket, um, and those pigs are rather small, right? So, but they look rather big, and also there's a crown that is worn by a human head that can fit on two fingers of a giant. So there's there's a lot of weird things. Like there there's no real sense of these giants are 50 feet tall, because why would a 50 foot giant have a crown of a human? Fit on his fingers. I, I, I didn't really understand that. Giants also don't seem to be that strong. Yeah, apparently, because like, they were trying to take down a drawbridge from these humans. Like, and yeah, like, it took them for, like, it seems like they could have easily gotten into a situation very quickly just, if they like, just kind of... The water and be up to, like, their knees and still be able to tower over the castle. Yeah. yeah. So, I again, there's some weird stuff in that. But, again, the aspect ratios are, are strange. And also, you know, Jack himself, he's able to take down a giant with a knife, um, a, you know, a giant's knife. But, like, doesn't that giant's knife weigh, like, three tons or something like that? I don't I don't know how he was able to pick that up. So, yeah. It, again, make it a kid's movie. Just make it laughable and fun because you start out with a fairy tale, you end with a fairy tale. Why not just make it all just fun and simple? Instead of having to make this giant battle really just across planes and let, nowhere else, let me let me explain my the biggest laugh I had in the movie because it was also one of the darkest moments in the film. The there's a part where a giant falls over the edge of his kingdom or of his air, yeah. of his place. He like falls over the edge, and so like oh that giant's gonna die because he's falling down like you know thousands and thousands, like miles to the ground. There's no reason that you really need to show him again. <laughs> mid-fall 
But the movie decides to do that. There's like it, it literally shows the it shows a giant falling. Then it like cuts back to like Jack and Neil McGregor, and they're like, "Oh, that that was a close one." And then it like randomly cuts to a shot of the giant in the air screaming for his life as he's falling. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like it's like a three second shot of this just to I guess make sure that you remember that this giant's falling down to his death but the fact that he's like screaming in terrible fear made it like I just could, I, I cracked up laughing because there's no other way to react to that scene I think uh, it was just so like wow that giant and then of course you get the inevitable giant lands scene which is like it's not as funny because it's like oh that's sad but the idea of some a giant like screaming in fear for his life because he's plummeting miles to the earth was utterly hilarious to me. It was just really sad for him. I it's the like, best cinematic movie of the year. So that's the best cinematic moment of the year so far. I, yeah, I want to see that cut do a montage of the year. <laughs> They're gonna start using to like music videos like they use that goat in like the uh, Taylor Swift music videos. Also, also, um, just to point out another flaw of the movie, uh, the princess Eleanor Tomlinson. She speaks early on. She has a line that's or like something that says like, "You, I want to be an adventurous, independent woman and fight my own battles." Cut to her being kidnapped and saved constantly throughout the movie. Just point that one out. I never thought that one, but yeah, I guess I can see that now. She literally says the line that she doesn't want to play she, she a serious. Merida, even though she looks exactly like Merida. So yeah, Jack the Giant Slayer. Be five. Oh, we're done with this review. I think <laughs> to our rating of the review each week, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them. We have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just forget about it. Alan Aguilera, where would you put Jack the Giant Slayer on that scale? TV. Jordan? Good one. Abe? Jordan. Yeah, I agree with Jordan. TV. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I, I would say HBO. HD. Really? HBO. Huh. Oh yeah, I'm so I'm so far ahead of your rating. No, 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 but I'm just like HBO. That's premium cable, yo. Yeah, and that's where I <laughs> to watch it. Again, I admired things about the movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a great movie, but if it was on HBO. I'd be like, hey, that's on. <laughs> um. All right, we'll uh, keep talking about Jack the Giant Slayer a little bit because we're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little bit of movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. This is where we discuss a couple films that relate in some way to the main feature of the week. And uh, I think we brought up a few already, but Alan, any movies come to mind? Um, Alien 3, because which actors were they? Ralph Brown and um, Jack's uncle were in Alien 3, so that's all I could think about. And then uh, Family Menace, because Hugh McGregor and Ralph Brown again. (laughs) I just keep thinking about all these British movies and all these British actors and why they have fallen so hard. But, I don't know. Yeah, what else did I think about? Um, I can't remember anymore. Pirate Rangers, because it still looks like Goldar. I close my eyes and I still think of Goldar. <laughs> Ralph Brown's actually also in Stoker. Just saying. Well, there you go. Oh, also Wayne World 2. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Abe? Uh, uh, I thought of, uh, besides the one that we named in the, in the in the review, also Thor, because I was like, this could just, Jotunheim was much cooler than this. Um, we also mentioned Willow, which is apt because Warwick Davis makes a, a quick cameo. Yeah, he does. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, spot on, Jim. Spot on. Gremlins and, and Beowulf, the uh, the light or the, whatchamacallit, motion capture Beowulf. 
You thought of gremlins also? Yeah, because of, like, don't get... Because, yeah, it's like, don't get water on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't feed him after midnight. I said to Scooter, I was watching him with Scooter, I was like, what, what are these beans, mogwais? Do you, can you yeah. feed them after midnight? Is that all right? Like, <laughs> No, you can't feed them after midnight. They're going to come to, like, ugly beans. Anyway, yeah, I um, I thought of Willow as well. Stardust came to mind just because I'm thinking of, like, such a good fairy tale movie that does it better by, you know, it has a serious edge to it. It has a dark edge to it, but it also manages to still kind of skewer the tropes of a fantasy type film and um, yeah i was thinking of brian singer's other giant budget epic superman returns which i don't know which movie i like more actually jack the giant slayer superman returns <laughs> but um they both have similar problems to them that's for sure um so yeah that's uh my uh, my uh, favorite uh, movie giant of all time that comes to mind is uh, the giant in time bandits mm-hmm. uh, who wears the spanish galleon as a hat <laughs> and end up having to use the bellows and a giant spike to drug him, so he puts them down. And so he gets sleepy to put them down. But uh, uh, that's probably one of my favorite dark, uh, um, you know, fantasy movie of all time. And it's you know very little props. So sure, it's uh, um, too. Terry Gilliam. Uh, in terms of favorite giants, I, I might say the uh, the big giant Colossus and Jason and the Argonauts from way back. That's a good one. Or Andre the Giant from uh, from uh, Princess Bride. I know we mentioned right. that before. You, you win. That actually, that actually is the, that is you, you've, you've nailed it, Jim. That's the best one. Andre yep. the Giant is actually Andre the best the giant because he's real. That's the difference. Because <laughs> he's real. He's real, man. He's real. I was wondering what I was watching Princess Bride the other week, and I was wondering what uh, Andre the Giant would sound like if it was Bane instead. <laughs> it just it was an entertaining. I think you should, make a, think you should make a YouTube clip. Make a YouTube clip. <laughs> Just voice over it. <laughs> Would anyone like a peanut? But, um... <laughs> and the movies? Uh, no. I no other movies come to mind. Jordan, any movies? Oh, Jordan, why would you even think of that movie? That is not for children of all ages. That's rated X. I'm not sure New Wave Hookers applies here, Jordan. Yeah. Jeez, Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Can I mention my favorite giant? Yeah. Dirk Jiggler and Boogie Nights. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on to box office talk. Each week you go over the box office totals for the week and find out if our previous predictions were anywhere close. Abe, do you recall what you predicted last week for Jack the Giant Slayer? I think I said 22, first place. You did say that. Robert James said first place of 15 million. I said first place of 24 million. Now... Yesterday, after seeing the opening Friday numbers of 7.7 million, I thought I was going to be crushed with my hopes of nailing the box office challenge this week. However, the current estimated total for Jack the Giant Slayer this weekend is first place with $28 million. Wow. Which I did not see coming. That's still not setting the world on fire necessarily, but it's a decent start, I guess, for a movie that's this expensive, and who knows how well it will do overseas. So there you go. Mm. Someone might not get fired for doing this movie. <laughs> Unlike John Carter, which I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I enjoyed John. We, I think most of us enjoyed John, John Carter, except for Scott Mendelson. Um, speaking of movies that were enjoyed by all, remember Beast of the Southern Wild, Abe? That was such a good movie. Oh, yeah, Marcus loves that movie. Beast of the Southern Wild, great one. Love it. Love it. Watched it. I watched it after the uh, after our podcast. That <laughs> our night, podcast. Yeah. Um, let's see what else happened. 21 and over debuted to 9 million in third place. The Laxism Part Last Exorcism Part 2, worst title of the year, debuted in fourth place with $8 million. And that's all that's really of note here. Identity Thief is still in second place, making making that monies. 
making that monies. Interesting. A good day, day to die hard has continued to bomb out of theaters, so that's good. I like that. I like that. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's in ninth place after three weeks of release, so that's. So should I watch it or not? You should not see a good day to die hard, Alan. You should not not take a time to see that. Everyone's telling me not to, but I really like Die Hard. Yeah, that I like four out of five movies. I'll watch those a lot. I will not watch a good day to die hard again. Today I have a heavy heart. Yeah. <laughs> watch watch sixteen blocks or the fifth element. Die Hard Six and Die Hard Seven right there. Or watch the Adventures of Tintin. Or watch Which has no relation, but it's just better. Or watch Looper, a Bruce Willis movie where he tried. <laughs> <laughs> There's no joke there. That's just truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of amazing that whole um re, you know mini resurgence we had of uh, '80s action stars, you know, Bullet to the Head and you know, The Last Stand, and now that you know they've all kind of died on the vine. Yeah, which is yeah. unfortunate for Last Stand. Last Stand was good. That was the movie that I had fun with. Bullet to the Head was not good. Die Hard was not good, and I hear Parker's not that good. Universal Soldier, whatever, was awful. Do you watch this? No. <laughs> okay, because you say that, because I know Scott Mendelson liked that movie. So uh... I didn't watch it, but I heard that it wasn't very good. I heard for a directed DVD movie, it was decent. Oh. Yeah. That's what I heard, too. Anyway, let's move on to games. From uh, Johnny M, I think. Yeah. Johnny M. Yeah, Johnny M. Um, of the HHWLP. Yep. What really quick, so after I, saw, after I saw Jack the Giant Killer... I went on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, "This was bad. How bad was it?" But then I started seeing every other movie that was out, and it's probably and Jack the Giant is like one of the better reviewed films out there right now. That's pretty scary. I think it's like got a fifty-two, while Identity Thief is like twenty-four. Good Day Die Hard is like sixteen. Deservedly. And I think twenty-one. <laughs> I will not. Like, I will not boost any opportunity to talk about how bad a Good Day to Die Hard is. It is, it is terrible. Huh. I, I, what I'm saying is that I haven't gone to see a movie since Gangster Squad, and then I, I'm not I'm not pumped about the movies that are out right now. Nah, yeah, you shouldn't be. I don't think there's really anything that's coming out. The only yeah. things I could recommend are, well, Stoker, but that's a very limited release. Uh, Beautiful Creatures, surprisingly good. And uh, what's the other one that? The uh, Last Stand. Uh, last Stand's not even out anymore. Uh, side Effects would be the other one that I'd be like, yeah, that's good. I was okay on Side Effects. Anyway. Um, Side effects. I think it's one of like I think it might be the best reviewed movie of the year right now. Actually, it's like like an eighty something or something. Just in terms of movies that are out right now, compared to Identity Thief. <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite. Or even Warm Bodies. Actually, Warm Bodies. Forget about Warm Bodies. Yeah. That's a date movie. Yeah. Still a movie. A movie I'd like with Nicholas Holt. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> could have still could have, uh, still could have been done better with a twelve year old Nicholas Holt though. That'd be weird if he was a little zombie kid running around <laughs> with all the love of a girl. I see that movie actually. Never mind. Let's watch it. Um, All right. I, I think we have a uh, time. I think we do have some time for some games. All of that. Nice. All and a bag of chips. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do you have something prepared for us, Dave? I do. It's a game called You Know Jack instead of You Don't Know Jack. This is a. It has. A, I basically have quotes from three people: uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack McBrayer, and Jack Black in their actor roles. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be pretty obvious. Don't worry. And basically, uh, I have ten questions here. The uh, person with the most at the end will be the winner, and they do win a pat on the back. I had an idea of a game so similar to this, so I'm happy that you went for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So we're, so, so we're just guessing that it's either Jack Nicholson, Jack McBrayer, or Jack Black. That's the game. Yes, who said this quote. And it's, it's usually a quote from a movie or a show that they've been in. So, for example, the first question, or the first quote. I'm going to rip the eyes out of your head and piss in your dead skull. That's obviously something Jack Nicholson would say. Nicholson. Yeah, yes, it is Jack Nicholson. I think Alan, you get that one. First. Oh, it's not Jack McBrayer. That's not. A no, it's not. He, 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 never, he never said he did, that. He never said. He, he, he never did. said that to Liz Lemon. That's it, that's in a DVD extra. He never said that as Jack as, as as Kenneth the Page that he'd rip, no. he'd rip your eyes out and shove them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Well, I guess I never thought about it that much. We had a nice one back home in Georgia. It had a bear on it. I remember when my mom's friend Ron would come over. They'd go into the bedroom and sort out their paperwork, and I'd just go ahead and stare at the cookie jar. It was almost as if I took every problem that I ever had, and I put it inside that cookie jar. And I sealed it tight with nothing, or so tight that nothing ever would ever, ever get out. So I guess to answer your question, I'd give the cookie jar a B. McBrayer. So obviously, because Jack Nicholson is known for being a southern boy, I'd have to say that. That'd be my <laughs> All right, third question. Wait, what was the answer? Jack McBrayer. Ah, damn it. I was wrong. 30 Rock. <laughs> wrong twice in a row. Yeah. Well, that face, but with better highlights. You know, hers have the kind of, uh, hers have kind of dim lately. Heidi Klum's beams would do. And her teeth. Or, oh, Britney Spears girl. She's got great knockers. This is shallow, Hal. Yes. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Black. Wait, do we, can we cut you off when we know who it yes. is? Or yeah, yeah, you, of course. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know we could be rude. That's fine. <laughs> That's why Alan loses so many games. <laughs> Next one. I watched Throwaway Better Food Than My Family Eats at Christmas, and I have loved it. You people are my best friends, and I hope you get everything you want in life. That is correct. Like that his from, typing. Is that from 30 Rock? Yeah, that's yeah. from 30 Rock. All right. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracted. Jack Nicholson. Yes. I just watched Room Two uh, Thirty Seven oh, documentary about The Shining. I don't. I don't know if I'd call it good. How did I you? wouldn't be the adjective. I just. It's. It, it proved to me that anyone can read anything into anything. Hmm. Is that? A, yeah. <laughs> you know. Is that correct? Is that streaming? Uh, I got a video on demand. Oh, so. so yeah, okay. So it's video on demand. Okay. I got it. I'm very curious about that movie. Being one person that loves The Shining. I am afraid of those twins because when you posted an Instagram photo, I was getting shivers up my spine. That's the one thing that terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. School but in of the Rock? End... Yes. <laughs> that's correct. Jack Black? Yes, Jack Black. Remember Jack Nicholson in School of Rock, his cameo? Oh, my God. I, I did remember that. He was one of the mad parents, and then he decided to play guitar on stage. Yeah, yeah he just gets up there, and he's like, I'm going to do my next song. It's called Not Just Yet. I don't know where that came from. It's just... <laughs> next one. He's the best friend I've ever had, tied with everyone else I've ever met. Big Briar. <laughs> All right. No, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore, and the legend of the rent was black. Hardcore. Black. Black. Jim got it first. I know. <laughs> Don't flatter yourself, Angel. He's a tired old man. He can't run this city without me. Nicholson? And besides, that's Nicholson. Is that Batman? That's from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Last question here. I don't drink coffee, sir. I don't drink hot liquids of any kind. That's the devil's temperature. Make my prayer. <laughs> that is correct. 
Al, you basically swept this one. You had five of them correct. Uh, that's my D. That's only, no, be- he- that's only because I, I, I missed those first two. Damn those it. first two, that's, yeah. That's what happened. That's, that's <laughs> why. And that's how you play You Know Jack. Were any of those Jack McBrayer clothes from Not 30 Rock? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would have pulled it from Conan, but no, I, I never pulled it from Conan. Or, uh, or uh, Talladega Nights. Or Wreck-It Ralph. Or, uh... No, they're all from 30 Rock. Okay. <laughs> there are options, I'm just saying. Why do yeah. I fix everything I touch? Um, that would have been too easy. I I have a game as well. My my game is called Just Jacking It. Uh, okay. Just Jacking It. This game, um, there Jack is a very common name in uh, movies, and so I have a number of different movies that I'm describing by talking about the Jack character in this film, and you just have to guess what film I am referring to. And possibly the Jack character, I guess, if you have to. They're, they're all named Jack, so spoilers for that one. <laughs> so just kind of shout out if you if you think about it. Here we go. Cool. I tried to make them, you know, not easy, but you never know. They could be easy. Here's the first one for just Jack and it. Jack is trying to get back something stolen from him and really bad eggs. Really bad eggs. If someone knows that song. Pirates of the Caribbean. They, of the Caribbean. There you go. Pirates no. of the Caribbean. And really bad eggs. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. Jack must ride the Port Chop Express through a certain part of San Francisco. Uh, hmm. You're the dragon? Jack must ride the Port Chop Express through a certain part of San Francisco. Chinatown. Metro. Oh, there it is. Well, Wait. Abe hasn't said anything. He said the word Chinatown. Oh. Jack Jacobson? The character? What's the movie? Chinatown. No. There's no oh. name Jack in Chinatown. Oh. Uh, oh! Uh, Big Trouble in China. Big Trouble in China. Yes! Abe nailed it. <laughs> Chinatown is in L.A., <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is in search of this stolen actress on one wacky island. Uh, wacky island? Lost. Close. In terms of monsters on an island. King Kong? King Kong is correct. Jack Driscoll. What's up? Jack just won the ride of his life, and he hopes to make it to shore. Uh, Castaway. No. I don't know. Jack Overboard? Just, Jack just won the ride of his life. Overboard? And he hopes, to, Overboard. And he hopes to make it to shore. <laughs> what could stop this Jack from making it to shore on some kind of boat? Jaws? Godzilla? People see. Wow. White Squall. Fifth element. Perfect storm. So Aaron, so Aaron gets the points on this one for <laughs> Titanic. Uh, does that mean that you're ahead by like 16 points now? Oh no, I'm t- uh, I'm tied with you. Um, <laughs> Jack just wants to be a hell of a rock star and get high. Alan Aguilar. I really thought these were a lot easier than. <laughs> Almost famous. 
hell of a rock star and get really high. Uh, that one awful movie that Mark Open wrote a, a letter to. Tenacious D, the pick of destiny. Tenacious D, the pick of destiny <laughs> is correct and seemingly very simple for someone that just had Jack Black category. But... Jack must deal with the e one evil cook that could ruin everything under the seas. Under the seas? Hmm? Like the letter? No. Like underwater. Hmm. Jack? Wait, say that again? Jack must deal with the one evil cook that could ruin everything under the seas. Uh. Shark Tail? <laughs> Blanking. Under the seas in some kind of vessel. Jack? Under the vessel? Das Boots? Very close. 20,000 leagues <laughs> under the sea. Very specific Jack character. U571? Crimson Tide? Wow. Hunt for Red October. The Hunt for Red October is correct with Jack Ryan. I mean, the key in this is that every character's <laughs> named Jack. I've <laughs> like, never seen it right October. But you know there's a Jack Ryan. And you, no, know, there's I, a sub, I, you know there's no. a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is trying to bring a new merry life to his yearly tradition. Jumping Jack Flash. Not even, no. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was excellent in that movie. Can you, Jack, can you repeat? Jack is trying to bring new merry life to his yearly tradition. Uh, Jack Frost. Nope. The Family Man. <sighs> his name is Jack. No idea. New merry life to his yearly tradition. New merry life. Merry with an E or merry with an A. Well, E is the only one that makes sense in a sentence. I don't know. No. <laughs> I was trying to put some ghettoness. I don't know. Yo, new married life. So Aaron gets the point again on Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas. And I should have gotten that should have. Yep. No. I am ashamed. Jack is full of joyous, snowy potential and always loves to wear his hoodies. Jack Frost? Jack Frost is the correct answer. In, in Rise, the of, the Rise of the Guardians. I was like, he's not wearing a hoodie in any one of them except for that movie. Except for the one movie where he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> then I won't wear it. Was the voice actor Nicholas Holt? No, I wish. Should have been. Should have been. It was Captain Kirk. It's Captain Kirk, yeah. That's right. William Shatner voiced the young child Jack Frost in Rise of the Guardians. Jack knows how to command on any side of the planet, and his BFF is a doctor. Uh, Jack. I don't know. This might be the first game I win. Jack. The Giant Slayer. Command on any side of the world. And his BFF with his doctor. Mm. Captain Jack Aubrey from Master Commander, Far Side of the World. Far Side? What? The rapper? The movie Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. 
Jack is having an incredibly rough day involving public transportation. Speed. Speed is the correct answer. Jump, Jim. Finally got one. And the last one. You've got a couple. Here's the last one. Jack. Is, Jack is very young, but has some really super potential. Uh, uh, Superman Returns. Jack. No, Jack. The movie with Robin Williams. Jack. Jack. What, Jack. Al- what, Alan? What? What'd you say, Alan? I said Jack. Just Jack? Say it again. I just said Jack. Jack is very young, but has some really super potential. Oh. Daryl. I'll say you're half right. With Daryl or with Jack? With Jack. Hmm. Simple Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack E. Brown. Jack. Very young, but some very super potential. Baby geniuses. <laughs> Just combine that with the word Jack. Like who's talking? Jack. Jack Genius. Incredibles. Incredibles. Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Ah! Yeah, yeah. I said said that. That's why I asked you to repeat yourself. I only heard the word you say Jack. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let me let me count between myself and Alan to see who won the game. (laughs) Jim, it's okay. We win the prize for coolest. (laughs) I don't know. I got three. I got three out of eleven, but Alan has one, two, three, four, five. So Alan, you won both games this week. I'm surprised I, I didn't lose them on technicality. Abe, I, Abe, you lost this game completely. You only had one. Jim, had, have, Jim had two. I, I still think the jumping jack flash is a good answer. For no, it's not. <laughs> For anything. Wow. Ever. I did not anticipate that game to be so hard. I thought it was pretty straightforward. But that's how you play Just Jacket It. So, let's move on. Uh, what's. God. At Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu ray and DVD this upcoming week. And uh, we have one of Alan's favorite films of last year, Wreck It Ralph, arrives on Blu ray this week. Woo! <laughs> that is the Greg. I'm really excited. And I'm really we, excited. We of course have one of Jordan's favorite films of the past year. Red Dawn comes out this week as well. Woo! Keep it down, Jordan. Also, uh, The Untouchables comes out. This is the one of Mark Hoban's favorite films of the year. A movie that I'm okay on. Um, very popular. Very popular. The biggest film in France of all time, I believe, currently. Mm. So there you go. Uh, next week, next week on the episode, we're talking about Oz, the Great and Powerful. This is the new Sam Raimi film that covers the story of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> From a different perspective. Perspective. The Frank- Thank God it's not about Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's one of the nicest men I've ever met? I've never met him. Or the prison. Or, or Seth Green's character in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Whole show about him. Rick Fox is in this movie? <laughs> All right. Well, let's make some box office predictions for Oz, the Great and Powerful, which I will say is tracking quite well. Yeah. And I will – let's see. What did Alice in Wonderland make if it's opening weekend? That would be probably the best comparison. If that was like $100 million plus, we're all doomed. It was like $100 million plus, I believe. Let me see. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it, it was a billion-dollar movie, so it, it made quite a bit of money. Let me find it right here. Alice and Wonderland made $116 million in its opening weekend. Was that a traditional three-day weekend? 
Yeah, um, yes, it was. It was exact. It was this. It was like the same as this weekend, uh, three years ago. Well, it is the is it is the freshest movie coming out because everything else is not really family friendly. I'm gonna go with first place. I'm gonna go kind of mediocre. I'm gonna say like forty five million, even though I think it might make more. But five million, eight. just the way that it's been going. Okay, Jim, Alan, any thoughts? I'm gonna I'll be say a little more. A little, oh, go ahead, Alan. No, you can go. I was gonna say I'm gonna be a little more optimistic than they and say probably about sixty mil. I, I'm hoping that it has some legs since it really isn't another huge release for another few weeks. Because um, I mean the look, the movie looks visually great, and I, I enjoy Raimi usually as a director. And it, I don't know, it could be a really good film. So sixty mil first place. Okay, Alan. I'll say fifty-three first. Fifty-three. Okay, I'm gonna jump high. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like seventy-one. I'm gonna beat this that guy. <laughs> watch it. Make why, like, do you beat, why do you have to beat that guy? Watch it make seventy. Like I could easily just say sixty-one and win the game, but I'm gonna say seventy-one. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that it is that high. But yeah, so there we go. We'll see how that turns out. And. um... Yeah, Oz, a great and powerful. That's next week's show. And uh, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at the, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as at wisebluecom for all my Blu-ray reviews. Um, you can also find me at twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag, who is walrusmoose? That is a good hashtag to put into use. Um, Alan? You can find me on Twitter at MrDVD, that's M-R-D-V-D. Or you can find me on Instagram, Aldo, A-L-D-O, underscore R-A-Y-N-E. And you can follow my photos. And I'll have new blogs up soon. Just follow my Twitter, and I'll keep you updated. Great. Looking forward to it. Mr. Jim Dean. Me too. HHWLOD Podcast Network is where you can find this show that you're listening to now and a bunch of others. Uh, we have a whole spectrum of pop culture, uh, goodness from comic books, movies, uh, television, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Check it all out. HHWLOD.com or LegionofDudes.com if that's easier to remember. And check out my uh, weekly comics review blog, uh, Weekly Geekly Reader at the same place. Great. And, of course, you can find all the other episodes of our show at iTunes. Also, the most newest episodes of some exclusives at outnow.podomatic.com. And the YouTube page? YouTube.com slash outnowpodcast, where you can find the main reviews if you just want to listen to those. Uh, no side uh, stuff. You can just uh, spend 20 or 30 minutes each. Uh, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to write in and send us your thoughts on Jack Giant Slayer or any other thing related to this episode of the show, let alone uh, make sure to enter our contest, our Skyfall contest. What's the uh, first episode that we did did you like that movie and what was the first episode that you listened to easy questions i think and uh, yeah outnowpodcast at gmail.com also follow and like our pages facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast we send all the updates there i like to have fun with the people that participate on those pages so you know feel free to go for it and that's going to bring us to the end of the podcast thank you guys for coming on and joining us today thanks guys yeah thanks for having me always a pleasure for sure And until next time, so long. And goodbye.
No, no, it's it's not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> not just yet. <laughs> okay. Am I dead? Not just yet. Not just yet. I, it's just really irritating. It's funny to listen to you and McGregor. <laughs> Brad Mott again.